As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I don't know what's going on with the video, but it's not playing. So that's awesome. Ken McElroy, I'd like to welcome you to the show, Breakthrough Walls. It's awesome to have you here, man. Thanks, Ken. It's been great. I love your first name. I don't know why. Um, you got a great first name, man. So I um I I don't know what just happened with my video. That never happens, but I, you know, um, I want to welcome you. I, I I didn't get a chance to even do the introduction, but Ken, you are, um, man, a lot of people in the the real estate world definitely know who you are. You, I, I believe you manage over a billion dollars in, in real estate assets. Am I saying that right? Yes, sir. That's right. That's unbelievable, man. And in fact, you are a rich dad advisor managing... Um, a lot of the stuff with Robert Kiyosaki, um, his wife, I believe, is that correct as well? Yes, Kim, Kim and Robert, and there's a bunch of advisors. I'm the real estate advisor. And so we met Robert and Kim and I met 20 years ago. He started investing with our company and, um, you know, and we're primarily wow. apartment guys, but we've got office and self-storage and we're land development and we have a property management company and a construction company, but you know, mostly we're known as multifamily yeah. and, um, you know, we, we've been, you know, up over 10,000 units. So we just sold 3000 in, in 2019. And, um, so right now we're around seven, but, um, you know, we've, uh, we're, that's what we do full time. We have a team of about 250 people here and, wow. uh, it's a blast. So you, um, you know, there's a lot of, of people. I told you I'm buddies with Grant Cardone and, and I have another friend, Corey Calvin, that does a lot of big real estate investment. And, um, you know, from and this is from my perspective and I know other people, it's like, how do you and, and I want to I want to start with kind of where you were born and raised and how what got you into all of this. But something for us to address during this conversation is how can the little guy you know, the, the, the little guy, I mean, dude, when you're, when you're managing a billion dollars in real estate assets, that makes you one of the, the big players in the game, but the little guy that, that doesn't know where to start is, is it possible still 
for somebody that's never owned any rental properties or real estate investments? Is it possible for them to get started? Well, I actually have a belief, Ken, that most of us start with zero. Most of us start with very little knowledge. Most of us start with no money. And, um, you know, everything I've ever done. So my, my dad was in construction. My mom was a hairdresser. They never went to college. And, um, you know, money was not, uh, we didn't have a lot of money as a kid. And, uh, you know, and so that's the mindset I grew up in. And so for me, you know, buying that first, I bought a two bedroom, two bath condo was my very first investment. And it cash flowed, you know, like $130 a month. And, you know, so I was focused on cash flow because obviously I wanted the tenant to cover the payments. Right. And that was it. And so, you know, I think, you know, the, sometimes people look at, you know, guys like me or, you know, others that they might follow. And, you know, the, the path to get where we are has been riddled with <laughs> hardship yeah. and failure and, you know, loss of everything and, you know, uh, dusting off and, you know, all that stuff. And I mean, that's why I like your show because, yeah. you know, it's, I just believe that it's part of the process. And, and, you know, um, as you guys, as you know, I'm super close with Robert, uh, Kiyosaki. In fact, I'm going to go see him here in a couple hours. Wow. And I just spent a week with him and I just got off the phone with him actually right before our um, you know, he's, he's in lockdown. So he's like super bored and he's blowing up my phone all the time. But, um, you know, he's got the similar story. I, a lot of people that, you know, I know, you know, we all start from nothing and everything, yeah. every single thing that we've ever done, you know, it's all in their mind, you know, our, our own paradigm, whatever it is, you know, yeah. is ours, you know, it's yeah. our, it's our belief system that's formed by so many things. You know, and it's not necessarily reality. It's just your own personal truth, but it's not the truth. Right. You know, it's a big difference. So, so where let, let's, let me ask you, where did you start? What, like, where were you born and raised? What was it like for you coming up? What did, sure. were you born into money? Oh God, no. So <laughs> no, no, I, I was born in Everett, Washington. And, um, you know, I was the, the youngest and, and, you know, my every single thing that I ever got was, um, you know, hand me down of some sort. And even wow. my very first suit I got at um, the Salvation Army for five bucks. And, you know, I'll never forget going in there. And I remember getting my first job wearing that suit. <clears throat> you know, the guys I was working with all had nice stuff. But, you know, that was the mindset. My mom, my parents were super poor never went to college. And, um, that was okay. It was, it was absolutely fine for me. I didn't actually know any difference until I got kind of thrust into the business world and started to look around and go, man, you know, I need to upgrade some things. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I grew up very happy, you know, great. My parents were married 60 years and, mm -hmm. um, you know, lots of, lots of love in the house and lots of chaos too. You know, my dad was a drinker. He was an alcoholic until I was in my twenties and then he, you know, done. Um, there's wow. a whole story behind that, but you yeah. know, uh, also I, I don't think I grew up very much different than a lot of people, you know, and sometimes I remember, I remember saying, I never, I'm not even thinking that I could, you know, be wealthy. I remember that, you know, and it's like, just was whatever. I, I went back to my high school reunion recently, which was an eye opener, you know, um, I haven't been back for all of them, but my buddies are blowing me up and going, Oh, you got to come. You got to come. So I flew in. Um, 
you know, isn't that if that's not a wake up call, I don't know what is. Did you, did know? you fly in on on in coach? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't say. So, <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying that you go in there, and these yeah. are these are people. I'm telling you, and I was, you know, I was not recognized as anything great in high school at all. Period. Yeah. I would say I was somewhere in the middle, maybe average, just kind of blended in. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I just look at people's life choices, really, on health, on wealth, you know, on relationships that they have with their kids or their parents or their family or all that stuff. It just blows my mind yeah. because, you know, if you really want a life in balance, you got to, like, keep all that stuff in check all the time yeah. and keep reprioritizing because, Things, things are always tugging at you. Yeah. So, so did you say you didn't go to college? I went, I actually, oh. had a, I, I got lucky. I had a wrestling scholarship. So I got, um, you know, I was decent in high school and, and, um, yeah. and, and went to college through athletics. And, and so yeah. the, the, and also it, it prevented me from doing any kind of partying or anything like that. Cause you, you know, I, I wanted to keep that. And, um, and you wow. can't really, you can't really party when you're <laughs> wrestling, uh, full time. So, yeah. so that's how I got there. Um, okay. use the, you know, use it to my best of uh, my abilities. And, and so after you got out of college, um, what did you, where did you go from there? Did you immediately get into real estate or was it something you, you got into later? Oh, I got lucky. I, I was in the business school and I, my dad had started a business late in life. And, um, and I, so I knew that I kind of wanted to work for myself at some point. And one of my buddies is like, Hey, like I can, you can, um, if you can rent this, uh, property out downtown Seattle, cause there's a lot of vacancies in it, I'll give you a free unit and some cash. And so I moved into this place before I graduated. Wow. And, um, you know, so there I was, you know, uh, because I grew up around construction, I, you know, I was painting the units and cleaning the toilets and doing all the maintenance and leasing the place. And, um, you know, I basically filled it up. It's pretty property management is pretty common sense, I think. Yeah. So, so I went to work for this group out of Seattle. That's very large now. And they're based out of there. They have, I think right around 200,000 apartments. And, um, you know, that's where I kind of cut my teeth on real estate. And, and what I, what I realized very quickly was, you know, we were, we were taking on people's problems. And, um, so what would happen is the guys would come into our offices and they would say, Hey, can you manage this? And we would say yes. And then we go manage it. And so I managed eight units, 12 units, 20 units, a thousand units, you know, you just didn't matter all different ages, all different things going on. And so, you know, for the first eight or nine years of my life, I was in the property management business. And, uh, but really my very first job, Ken, was on site. And so, you know, I was literally collecting that rent and doing all the work. And wow. uh, I'm not kidding. This is, uh, this is exactly what happened to me. So I'm doing this and it's, it, I'm busy. I'm working all the time. I run this place and, and there's all kinds of stories from there. But the point is, <laughs> Um, the owner drives up in his Mercedes and he comes, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. Comes, sits down and uh, he's like, thank you. You know, like you took, you took this thing from 60, 70% occupancy to hundred percent occupancy and all that. And all of a sudden he's across the desk from me. And I'm thinking to myself, 
I'm on the wrong side of this desk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that guy. And so yes. I just got out of school, you know, wet behind the ears. I have no experience. I don't know anything. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I'm like, that's what I want. And so I got my real estate license and, you know, I started jumping into property management and that's actually, I I'm so blessed to start there because, you know, you learn so much about property and yeah. property management and debt and financing and operating expenses and rent and how to grow rent and occupancy, you know, and, and yeah. vacancy trends and all the things that you need to, in, in order to be successful. Cause if you can't, if you take on a property and you can't improve it, you're fired, period. That's the way property management works. Right. And that is that I love it because it's, you know, it's, 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 it, there's, there's no bias. Like you either right. or you don't. And right. so, so that's uh, for the first uh, eight or nine years of my life. That's what I did. And then, then I made the leap. I'm like, you know, like I managed, I'm turning around all these buildings. So there's three things that happen in property management. You'll get a kick out of this. The first one is that you take on a building and you don't improve it, right? Obviously you get fired. But the second one is if it stays the same, you get fired. Well, the third one, if you improve it, well, they list it and sell it and you get fired. So <laughs> you're always working yourself out of a job. And so, but I learned so much from so many people. Uh, that's when I made the leap to start my own. Okay. So I, I got, I, I just got to back you up just a second. <laughs> I want to talk about the moment you were sitting at that dude's desk and you had the realization that I'm on the wrong side of this desk. Like, how old were you? Oh, gosh. I don't know. 22, maybe something wow. like that, you know? Wow. Yeah. So you're like, and that's, was that a, like, because it sounds like that was the moment it flipped for you. Like, you're like. Well, well, one, it, it flipped for me um, just about that one issue. I, I did not in any way think that I would have a company like I have today. I, I just was, you know, for me, my life, I'm just like, listen, if I could just hit singles. Every once in a while, it'll be a double or triple, and maybe I'll get a home run. But I just try to hit singles. I never, ever, ever try to get too crazy. And wow. so for me, I just was going to I start my own company, start a property management company, and that's what I did, uh, and grow that. And then I learned a lot about running a business because I didn't know how to yeah. do that, and the partnerships and yeah. you know, hiring people and you know, <laughs> hiring the wrong people. Like it's just there's so many. I've there's never so done that. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> mistakes. Oh my gosh, I, 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 I feel like I've had a lifetime of failure, and um, that is such an important statement right there. And I know you know that. So, so you know, because a lot of people may look at a guy like you and go, "Well, yeah, if you're hanging out with Robert Kiyosaki all the time, it's easy to create a billion dollar empire." But, but like, that's not the case like that at all. It, it literally is failure upon failure upon failure, right? So here's the thing with people. This is um, what happens is if, if you pour yourself into personal development and you pour yourself into trying to be as good as you can, then you attract people like Robert and Kim. That's how that works. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it wasn't some random thing. Robert sought me out. We were already buying property. We were already raising capital. You know, I already had my business, all that stuff. And he became an investor just like hundreds of others. 
And, and so, wow. you know, he just seemed, you know, I will tell you, there's a lot other people that are investing with us. They're a lot wealthier than Robert, but that's not the point. Robert and I just became really close. And that's how he said, Hey, would you, would you write these books? And would you come with me and speak? And, and again, I'm a personal development guy. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to write a book, but I'll do it. <laughs> and um, I don't know how to speak, but I'll do it. And and I just started learning. And I just started trying things. And I just, you know, because I was always just trying to get as, as good as I could uh, on whatever it was. And I was never, you know, when I met Robert, if you guys, like, everybody's like, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad had just come out. Yeah. You know, it was 20, over 20 years ago. You know, it was not what it is today. So now you can say, oh, you know, at the time he was just a guy with a book, you know, and it was out not even a year and it was not an instant success. I don't know if you remember, he self-published. He had it at some car washes in Austin, Texas, you know, and he was a real estate investor, you know, just Mm -hmm. like hundreds of others that I talked to. And so now he is who he is, but we've been able to grow together. You know, he was not famous when we first met. And that, right. that, that's a, it's not even an issue. I just, right. You know, but we were attracted because we were both real estate guys and I, I believed in cash flow. And he's like, most people believe in capital gains or flipping and selling things. And, you know, there's, you know, there's a bazillion strategies around real estate. But right. I'm always like, hey, if I'm going to spend all this time, you know, buying something and turn it around and make it a cash flow, why the heck would I want to sell it and give it to somebody else? just to make that extra capital gain. So I was always a cash flow guy, always from the very beginning. And, um, and Robert, that's actually how we got attracted because he's like, you're one of the only guys I knew that was a cash flow guy. You're like your focus was cash flow. And it's because I had the property management uh, background. There's Kyle Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Love that dude. So, so <clears throat> when I, because again, you said something about $117 cash flow or $118 yeah, maybe. Deal, yep. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that because, uh, I, okay, a lot goes into to, to buying a single property, right? Uh, there's a lot that goes into it if, as an investor. Am I right? Yeah, of course. I, yeah. I mean, there's so much, you know, from market selection and financing and property management and absolutely yeah. there's a lot. How do you get excited about $118? <laughs> well, okay. So here's the way I looked at stuff. Um, for me, I had spent my life, remember Ken, you know, taking things and turning them into, you know, something that's worth more. Right. Uh, through rent growth or expense control or, you know, whatever it was. But my entire job as a property manager is to grow cash flow for people, period. Okay. That is, and if you don't, you get fired. So, you know, it is the way it is. And so right. that is the property manager's job. If you, if you send checks to people, they're happy with you. If you don't, you get a phone call and they're not happy with you. And that is the truth. And so, so you know, when I started investing and I started to look at things, you know, I was looking at the return itself. And so, you know, if I'm putting $20,000 down on something and I'm getting $2,000 back in cash flow, then that's a 10% return. And so, you know, that's right. my mind works. I mean, you know, my mind's like, okay, so I could take that 20,000 and stick it in the stock market, of course. Right. And, you know, I, I don't know enough about the stock market. It scares the heck out of me. I don't, I don't understand it at all. But, 
What I do know is if I put $20,000 down on something I can get and I can get $2,000 a year in cash flow, I know that that's 10% return on my money. Right. So, that, you know, not calculating depreciation or loan pay down by my tenant or, you know, uh, the market going up and having equity or anything like that. It's just, you know, very basic. And so I did know that. And so for me, making that decision of managing my own money um, and having my own financial freedom, you know, in mind, because what I was trying to do, Ken, is, you know, we all have a financial freedom number not all of us know exactly what it is, but there is one. And so, you know, if your expenses are running, let's say $3,000 a month, then all I knew that if I could just get $3,000 of passive income a month, I'd be financially free. That's it. And so, you know, wow. in that particular case, you know, that's like 10 to 12 properties, right? Yeah. If, I, if I can manage them all well, and that might take me three, four, five years, I wasn't quite sure. But, you know, I obviously did it a lot faster. And after, after yeah. about the first one, the second one was easier and the third one. And it's like anything you start off, it's like playing the guitar, playing the piano, riding a bike, yeah. starting a new job, you know, nothing the day you start. And then one year later, you know, a little bit. And then two years later, you know, it's the same. So, wow. but it, it's just, that, that's, that's how I saw it. And, and <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but even $3,000 a month, like, dude, you were thinking small. <laughs> yeah, I know. Compared I, to now. I didn't know. I didn't know. Now that people call it financially free and all that shit. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I was just like, okay, I knew, you know, I just wanted to have passive income yeah. for my, my monthly and just in case something happened. Right. Yeah. Like, you know that I got all these, then all I just got to manage my assets and, and make sure the cash flow is coming in. And that's uh, honestly right now, people are in big pain right now with what's happening. Yeah. But that's it. You know, that's exactly what's happening now. Ken, we got a million and a half a month coming in on rent net, Jeez. by the way, that's net cash flow. Oh my gosh. So, and that's as a result of that exact same thinking, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, I had eight units, 12 units, 20 units, 40 units, 60 units, 100 units, you know, you just, you know, and it was a slow, you know, 20 year overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, that, so for the, the, the person that just now is like, and, and I told you off, offline, I said, my wife has said to me like 3000 times, we really need to learn how to do this, invest in real estate. So, um, you know, I, I, I know you do a lot because I, you know, when you and I talked the other day, I, it was like, you're like, I, my life today is just about helping other people win. And, and like, you literally said something to that, that degree. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that, how you're helping people get started in real estate investing and teaching them and all of that. So here's exactly what was my thought, Ken. You got to go back 20 years ago. You know, right now you hear about all these syndicators and all these people raising all this money and buying all that stuff. Okay. It wasn't the case back then. It was, it was a big boy club. You know, okay. you had to have an institutional partner or you had to have you know, some kind of big equity line behind you. And, um, you know, some of these deals that are syndicated right now, which basically means you go out and you find high net worth people and put together deals, they were out there. 
but now it's really mainstream. And so my thought was, you know, with real estate being so great, it's got cash flow, it's got appreciation, it's got depreciation, it's got asset protection. You know, you can refinance out and have tax-free income. You can have tax-free income uh, because of depreciation. There's all these great things. You know, why aren't more people doing it? It's because Wall Street, you know, basically has commanded that. And, you know, everybody kind of turns their money over to somebody else. So, but I was like, well, there's got to be a bunch of high net worth people that want to invest in these kinds of things, you know, and that's where I started. And so what I was trying to do was just uh, create an alternative for people. You know, uh, right. I'm talking about the, you know, the business owner that's making a lot of money and they're only, the only thing they know is the stock market or, you know, or, yeah. or you know, and that's all I was trying to do. I was just trying to say, listen, I'm not trying to compete against the stock market. I'm not trying to tell right. people how to invest, but what I can control is what I invest in. And so, you know, quickly what happens is as you start to buy my properties that are, you know, worth more and more and more, then you run out of money and you got to raise money, you know? And so, you know, when you start getting into that game, the deal itself can actually raise us some money for you. It's not some big sales pitch at all. It, it, wow. you, know, you know, so if I, if I show you something, let's say I need a million bucks and I can show you that it generates a hundred or $200,000 a year, it's going to pique your interest. Right, right. So, yep. so the, real, the real estate deal itself is actually the vehicle that raises the money. You know, it's not some buddy standing on stage and trying to raise all this capital. You right. know, even when that happens. And, I, you, know, I, you know, everybody's got their method. But for me, yeah. it's finding the best real estate deal I can and then putting the investors in there. And then over the long haul, the investors are still tentative and they still, you know, they're like at the beginning, they don't know you. It's like, it's right. like any relationship, you know, and once you start giving them return, once you start giving them the money back and once you start showing them about your systems, your management, all those kinds of things and reporting and the transparency, then all of a sudden they start telling people and they start telling people and the, you know what I mean? Yep, and, then, yep. you know, and so we, when we put a deal out, you know, it, it fills up in, 30 minutes, you know, and I'm talking really? about 10 or 15 million bucks. Yeah. 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 So, so it's just, you know, but, but you know, a long way from, you know, knocking on all the doors, <laughs> Yeah, right. but it takes, you know, it's, it takes a long period of time to grow that trust, the reputation and, and you know, and there's tons of mistakes and failures and uh, things along the way, but yeah. I'm just saying, you know, and so for me, it was a way to let the normal person look at something different than just dumping their money into uh, some kind of wealth management program and not really understanding where it gets invested. For these deals to work for the, is it possible for the average person to get in on deals like this? Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the, it's the same problem though. So like if somebody what's, I'll tell you what's easy, you know, saying I'm going to put this much away every month into the stock market and, and meeting with the wealth manager once a year and not really understanding the complexity of the fees, where it's invested, if it's a mutual fund and all the different things it can be in. Right. And what, you know, I mean, it's so complex. That's easy, by the way, that actually takes no wisdom. So <laughs> what, what, what takes wisdom and what takes um, education is to be able to sit down with somebody like me and ask questions. Uh, right. And I love that because we get 
um, we get a lot of super educated investors, you know, and they're like, they're asking all the right questions. You know, what's yeah. the market like? Are these rent projections right? Let's get through the expenses. You know, how's this underwriting? How's this? How's that? How's the debt? You know, how's the management? You know, those are all the right questions to ask. And when right. you get to that level of detail, you know, then you build a trust and then you invest. Uh, <clears throat> what scares me, to be quite honest, are the people that just wire the money in and they never they never call us. And that, that happens a lot. Wow. And, uh, you know, so... I just think that people need to take a, they need to take hold of their own cash. They need to understand it. If they're going to give it to you, Ken, or they're going to give it to me, or they're going to give it to anybody else, if they don't understand where it's going, what the fees are, the structure, how, you know, how, how it's going to produce, right. then they're idiots. That's right. true. I mean, wow. why would you, you know, I just don't understand that mentality. I don't understand, you know, people are like all of a sudden waking up at 50 years old going, oh, you know, I don't, you know, my portfolio hasn't really performed. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It just yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. That, you know, why would you, why would you work so hard and turn all your money over to somebody and not know how it works? Right. Right. So you educate your people. You, you, you spend the time to educate them on oh, how it works. Yeah. We have an annual, we have an, an annual investor summit. All investors fly in. I pay for the whole thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they, um, that's all we do. Say, wow. These are the things that we're doing. This is what we're doing. And it's all fully transparent. We talk about the deals we talk about how we manage them. I bring my whole, I bring a lot of my team up and they talk about what they're working on. And, you know, and again, it all goes back to that property management roots you know, yeah. where I understand, you know, I took, I took our uh, carpet, I took our flooring expense from four and a half million down to two um, just because I understood it, you know? Yeah. I mean? yeah. It took six or eight months. I had to hire a guy in house. We had him here. He remeasured all the places. We cut two national deals, you know, we rolled it out and um, you know, so Though that's how that's how you make money in property management is getting into all the little details, all the minutia. We did the same thing with insurance. We did the same thing with utilities. We did the same wow. thing with marketing. You know, you have to go through each of those things and really dig in. Wow. So you, <clears throat> I, again, I I'm thinking because I don't have any rental properties, I don't have any investments. I I think okay, if I wanted to start with um, a duplex or uh, that's, which is where I told you, my brother-in-law has a bunch. Um, that's where he started like buying duplexes. And, and I remember years ago, 35 years ago or more of, you know, he would get a call in the middle of the night, literally, Hey, the toilet's overflowing. <laughs> and, and he's like, ah, oh, and he's getting up with no sleep and going to fix somebody's toilet. Um, because he owned the property. What about, I mean, is that just, is that just paying your dues? Is that how it works in the beginning? Well, that's, that's just a property management issue. You know? Um, yeah. He chooses to run them himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's well, he all. doesn't anymore, but yeah, back then. He yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So obviously you're going to get those phone calls. Yeah. You know, if you're handling them yourself and, you know, but the, you know, and the, those are real things that, you yeah. know, will have, plumbing issues. We have fires. We have, you know, we have floods, we have wind issues. We have uh, yeah. tenant issues. We have, you know, a zillion things. I mean, we, we have 8,000 tenants 
you, you can imagine. Um, you know, I have my own management company uh, that you know is in house, and and we only uh, manage our own. So all the investments we have are our own investments. I'm the general partner. My partner wow. Ross and I, and um, and so we handle them all ourselves. But a lot of people choose to do them on themselves. I, I honestly, Ken, if if you're in the business for the long haul and you have the time, I actually I I suggest it because you you need to know. Because what happens is as things come up, yeah, you know, you learn, you learn. It's just like, you know, pounding through walls. Like, you yeah. you know, you know, you learn this, you learn that, you learn this, you learn that. And it comes up from the tenants and from the neighbors and, you know, from all the different things that can happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just, uh, if you're going to be in this business, uh, you know, then uh, it's always good. Or uh, if you have a property manager handling it all, you need to really down have them download for you. And so you're getting education as well. So either one. So, so in other words, you need to know how much carpet costs. You need to know, <laughs> right? Like you do, like not, maybe not exactly all the time, but you need to have a pretty general idea. Oh, let me tell you, it's the funniest thing. So I, I have a lot of personal um, real estate, you know, like I have second homes and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, and so one of the funniest things that happens is sometimes like I'm caught, like right now I'm working on an irrigation deal on my house up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And, yeah. um, you know, and so I'll get a bid from the contractor, you know, and I'm like, you, you know what I mean? I already know, like, just cause I've been around the business, you know, it's like yeah. three times, it's three times higher than it should be. Right. And they don't know who I am. So right. another homeowner. Well, and so, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, it's, it happens. You know, it doesn't matter if it's landscaping, paint, roofing, you know, you know, concrete, electrical, it doesn't matter. Like you're yeah. going to find bids all over the map, you know, yeah. everywhere wow. you go. So, but that, that's what I'm talking about. That helps you. Um, it helps you make sure people aren't, aren't screwing you really like, right. right? Well, so that is the point of property management. So if you yeah. do buy, by the way, I, I just, I don't know, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, think that, you know, maybe your wife would be happy if you did buy real estate, you know, um, and if you did, my suggestion is that um, you, um, you know, you get uh, a good property manager because Ken, you know, you can very easily could be taken advantage because you don't know, you don't have the perspective, you know, oh, you yeah. don't know. Like, like one time we looked at like our water heaters, you know, I was like, okay, how much are we paying for water heaters? And we were like, even this is our company, you know, there was like a hundred dollar range, you know, from Ace Hardware or Home Depot or Joe's yeah. Appliance or whatever, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, like, like, okay, you know, what should we pay for a water heater? Let's get it from one source if we can and tell them what we're going to pay, you know? And so you go through that enough you know, you, you, you know, it's just knowledge, just like you have on yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. That is, I, I can see the importance and I, I, I think honestly, deep down in that's what, what probably has scared me the most about ever going out and investing in real estate is I, I don't know the difference between, you know, what shingles to put on a roof or a, uh, uh, what's the right toilet to buy or whatever. Like, I, I don't know that stuff. So I would have to be, I'd have to trust a, a management company. Is that what you're saying? Well, I know you're not a dentist, but you've been to one. So 
that is that's that is so true that's so true good good point so so what is um have have you ever been in a position where you were like i i i can't pay my bills right now were were you when you first started were you oh yeah yeah (laughs) i I remember i ran out of gas when i was out just after college and i opened this back when you used to put all your change in the in the (laughs) In the you know the the like a smokers thing you yeah, know the ashtray thing yeah 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 so yeah. anyway I'm like oh shit so I so grabbing there I'm like grabbing coins or whatever I can just to you know like go a few miles so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but then yeah. there then you know then I started to make money and then I had a bad partnership and I lost everything again wow you know I've invested in a ton of stuff and lost a ton of money you know like. Yeah. Stock yeah. market. I've been, you know, the uh, gold mines. I've invested in co- my friends' companies. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's just yeah. like ask the right questions, and so yeah. yeah, I have a lifetime of of experience of learning. Yeah. You know, uh, but I think that's part of the process. You know, asking the right questions. I, you know, for me, I always look back and I'm like, okay, what was the lesson here? You know, what did I miss? And I was like, well, I could have done this better, this better, this better, this better. And then I just apply it to the next thing. Wow. That's that, that there's some valuable lessons right there. Very, very valuable. What, what do you think makes you, because I think we're probably about the same age. I mean, I'll be 52 in, in July. Um, What, what do you think makes Everybody that gets to 52 years old has more than likely had their ass handed to them a few times and yeah. in, in, in lessons, right? Yeah. What, what do you think makes you different in, in that aspect where somebody else might be 52 years old that, that, that has big dreams, but they've, they haven't done a billion dollars in real estate deals. So, all right. So there's a few things. One um, I mentioned shortly that, you know, prior to my, you know, my dad drank a lot as a kid. Yep. And so I found uh, adult children of alcoholics um, mm. you know, back in college. And honestly, Ken, I, I was like devouring the stuff in, in those books. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is great information. And it's all basically personal development. And that kind of started me on my journey. And then I went to this, you know, Est or Landmark. And I remember I went there and I'm mm. like, holy crap, like I lie a lot, you know, like I, mm. I'm there going, you know, you know, just just a bit, these little white lies and sometimes big ones. But I was like and so I was like, I need to change me, you know, before things are going to change. And so I just been on this this journey personally, of you know, of personal development and all of those kinds of things. And in fact, last week, as I wow. said to you, you know, during this crisis, uh, Robert texts me and he's like, Hey, like, you know, we're all just on this lockdown, you know, let's fly to Texas and go to the ranch. And so we, I've been several times and he's been uh, uh, several times, you know, we literally chartered a jet and flew to uh, Texas uh, to go to a ranch to do basically 10 to 12 hours a day of personal development. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm always just trying to smooth my rough edges and I got plenty of them. And wow. so, for me, it's just being completely truthful with who I am, what my beliefs are, 
and trying to, you know, because the truth is the truth, but my reality or my paradigm might be different than that. And so I'm always wow. trying to, I'm always trying to, you know, like I've developed, we all develop biases and we all develop belief systems based on things that were told to us or mentors or coaches or, you know, things that we didn't get or things that we did get or breakups or whatever it might've been, Yeah. And, you know, and um, this gal that I just got done training with, you know, she calls them shocks, you know, they were shocks. Yeah. And I had a really bad one uh, 20 some years ago where I was in a bad accident, you know, and, and I was in the hospital and, you know, she wow. was called shock. And so we go back to there and we kind of work on the thing. <laughs> shock. But those kinds of things change you. They change your life course. Wow. And so for me, I'm just, I try to unclutter those shocks or those things. And, and honestly, that's all I've ever tried to do. It's never been about trying to make a lot of money. Dude, I, first off, I, you don't know this. I, I, you just gave me chills. Um, and the reason is I was raised by an alcoholic and I actually became one. And now I have 17 and a half years of sobriety and recovery. So ACOA and yep. Alcoholics Anonymous and Al-Anon, all of those programs, people, people that, that, that don't go to those ever have no idea what they're missing. <laughs> I swear. They don't. Yeah. It's all about truth. It is, man. It totally. How? Yeah. Uh, honesty, openness, and willingness to look at yourself. And and th that might be the most powerful answer I've ever had on here, man. That yeah. That's incredible. It's the truth. That's, it is the truth. I love that. So, um, <clears throat> wow. I, I don't even know where to go from there, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like... My mind is like zipping a million miles an hour. So, so you have a um, training program that you've put together. Um, I'd like to talk about that because I, I think that, you know, you've got a tremendous amount of knowledge. And when I first started talking to you about the training program that you've put together, um, I, I was expecting you to say it was a lot of money and, and, Quite honestly, I was floored when you told me how much it is, which is insane. Um, before we tell everybody how unbelievably inexpensive your training program is, do you want to talk a little bit about it and what people could expect to learn? Well, first of all, let me tell you why I do it. So I, you know, all the books, all the speaking, everything I ever do, I donate to charity. So that because I make all my money in real estate and I always wanted to stay super pure around that. But what happens, Ken, is I get a lot of emails, a lot of, you know, people, um, especially with all the social media stuff going on, you know, always reaching out and, and, and then also, you know, when I'm hanging out with Robert, you know, there's all these opportunities to educate people. Um, and so, you know, what I decided to do was create a website where I could do videos for people a lot of them are free. And, you know, in fact, everything I've been releasing on YouTube uh, has been free in, uh, for the last uh, uh, two months because of, you know, this virus and all that kind of stuff. It's things right. that we as, a, as a company. Um, but behind the wall, we add, um, we add a lot of uh, premium type videos on people that are, you know, interested in, um, you know, financial freedom and, and investing, you know, for cash flow and, uh, you know, all those things. And so we've got hundreds of videos behind the wall. And the truth is, 
you know, Ken, I'm not in the business of, of selling um, subscriptions. You know, that's right. not, that's not my business, but I do have several people working on it. And, um, and so I was just, I'm just trying to cover my costs and that's why I made it um, $200 a year to join because it's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to make money on the site. It'd be nice. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to lose money either. But the point is, is I'm trying to educate. And, you know, there's a cost to put all that stuff together. Sure. And so it's $20 a month or uh, $199 a year uh, for anybody who wants it. And, you know, and we have obviously a lot of people doing it. And uh, and then we get on a list. I think we got, I don't know, 30,000, 40,000 people on, um, you know, that we send this stuff out to. Uh, every single week, every single week. And, and it's just information, you know, mm. and then people ask questions and I do YouTube videos and I do, you know, different things for them. And, um, you know, if, if you just go, if you go to Ken uh, forward slash, you know, Ken walls and, and you'll find yeah, it's, here's, yeah. here's the link. And, and that's something else, man, is at, you know, by you. And so you set this up <laughs> first, I mean, $200 a year, like that's insane. That's like so, so inexpensive. Um, and you said, hey man, if we set up a special link, we can make sure that they save an extra $20 by using this link off the annual subscription, which is just incredible, man. So so the the they're, what are they gonna learn in this? Are they gonna learn where, like, is it is it a good place for a beginner to start? Yeah. So that's actually the biggest question we get is how do I start? So yes, we did a bunch of videos on that. I have, I'm working on a ton more stuff, Ken, okay. um, you know, especially now, which is oddly enough with this virus hitting and the, and the shutdown. Um, it's been such a great opportunity for me to kind of put real estate on the shelf yeah. and actually work on the site more, you know, uh, the, 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 the point of the site is, um, you know, uh, to teach people financial freedom, period. That's it. Um, that wow. is the reason that, you know, before Robert, well, um, all of his Rich Dad advisors, you know, the goal of Rich Dad is to elevate the financial well-being of mankind. That's the goal of Rich Dad. So um, if you ask uh, anybody at the top level, that's the whole mission. And so I'm just part of that mission. And, you know, if I can teach people, um, you know, how to read business plans, how, you know, the best questions to ask if they're investing in something, how to start small, you know, how to underwrite, how to budget, property management, legal, all that kind of stuff. Plus there's forms and I have a blog uh, on there that I do. And, you know, it's just, it, you know, it's evolving, but it's, um, mm -hmm. it's not my core business, as you know, yeah. uh, but it's something that I'm passionate about because I, I want, um, I, I want people to um, be able to have access to good information. Yeah, man, <clears throat> what you're doing. And I think that it's, it's so important that, that, that people miss this part. Every, every person that I know who's accumulated any kind of wealth um, <clears throat> in any way, one, one of the things that that's very common is they're givers they want to give back. They want to make a big splash in this world before they go. They want, right? And I think that most of them also realize that this isn't forever, right? You know that. It's not forever. So what's the legacy? What can I do to help the biggest amount of people? Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's that's, 
I believe that's the reason I, I, I ran into the rich dad and Robert and Kim and the advisors. And um, to me, it's a great way to, I used to be a check writer, like a lot of people. And, you know, you'd feel good about that. You know, yeah. now we have our own foundation. Um, you know, last year we gave a um, hundred, a hundred, hundred thousand to autism and a hundred thousand to cystic fibrosis. Um, each couple hundred thousand. Um, and we have a big foundation with our employees where I, I think we, we, we donated to something like 50 different charities. And so, you know, it all rolls up to that. Um, and that's kind of the why, you know, people talk a lot about the why and I, you know, yeah. it's, um, you know, and for me, uh, I, you know, also I'm model, my, my behavior is, um, you know, being modeled by my kids and other people. And, and that's important to me. So, um, you know, it's, I think it's just always important to do what you can, if you can. Man, I love it. Your, your energy is, you're so, um, you know, when Mark Victor Hansen introduced us, well, he gave me your cell phone number. He's like, just call him. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to call, just call a guy that's managing a billion dollars in real estate. Okay. And, and, um, and so I did, and you, you, I left you a message. You called me back. We had a 20 minute conversation and, and I was like, I remember hanging up the phone thinking that is like the least pretentious guy I've ever talked to. I think like there's, it's just not there. You're, you're, you're humble. I, I love what you're doing. We are definitely getting your course. We're definitely getting signed up. My wife and I, I'm very, very grateful for you coming on here and spending the time. And, and one last question. I like to ask everybody this question. Um, and that is for the person right now that is, and, and look, I've had, I had a car repossessed in front of my employees once <laughs> that, that was a cool day. Right. So for the person that maybe their car just got repoed or they can't pay their electric bill or they don't, they just can't figure out what to do, but they have hope, they have dreams. What do you say to that person, especially in a time right now, there's a lot of people that don't have any clue how to make money without going and clocking in somewhere. What do you say to them? Yeah. What a great question. Um, well, first of all, you know, I, I'll tell you, let me go back to how, you know, how I had to change. I, it's all mindset. And I know that that's been thrown around and, you know, right. it's not foo-foo stuff. This is, right. you know, like, and so what I, I, I went back and one of the things I studied years ago as, you know, we, we study books at our company too. And we bring um, about a hundred plus employees in and we study books. And one of them was um, the ego is the enemy. And, um, and so, you know, what I learned from that book was this, you know, you know, ego is self, you know, it's, it's vertical growth. And so you have ups and you have downs with ego. Um, yeah. If you can move yourself to humility, then that's more of a, a horizontal growth and it focuses on others and it focuses on things like empathy. And so the minute, now I know this is, I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is about my mindset. So, yeah. so when I, when something happens to me and things happen to me and they will happen to me, you know, I've been through a ton of stuff, you know, yeah. um, personally, professionally. Um, what I try to do is I try to move my thoughts into things. So I take it, I detach and I move it out of me. 
because uh, what happens is a lot of people get obsessive and they start, you know, doing me, 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 me. And honestly, that's ego. And um, once you can detach from that and move that thought into a thing, then it's not in you. It's something you're observing and you're looking at. Um, it actually helps a lot. You know, people call it detachment or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think that's the first thing is you got to get out of this, this continual record, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm telling you, it goes really deep, man. I mean, I remember as a kid being this big and my mom, you know, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. And it was true, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, those are things that I had to change and break out of and, you know, and, and it's all mindset. I'm telling you, I mean, yeah. when I went back to my high school reunion, it, I mean, it showed me like, yeah. like, who am I? Honestly, who am I? What, the only difference between me and all the people that I went to high school with, uh, and I'm not saying I'm any better. I'm just saying I made different choices. That's yeah. all. Some of them chose to drink themselves to death. Some of them chose to eat themselves to death. Some of them chose to be on welfare the rest of their lives. But listen, you know, I, I, it was a poor area, poor high school. My parents didn't go to college. It was all the way I thought from the very beginning. And I would say that if people can – if people can dig deep and start to look at the truth instead of what they believe is the truth, yeah, I'm telling you, it's it is mind blowing because you can start to see the opportunities. I had a meeting right before this. Um, we have a we had our annual leadership meeting all on Zoom, and I I own a collections company, and um, and I'm like, listen, by August first, after the you know the the evictions and things ban and all the stuff. I want to do a nationwide expansion. You know what I mean? And it's, wow. you know what I mean? Like, like, it's just, who cares? Like it may or may not work, but the point is, is that, you know, it's what you see, yeah. right? It's yeah. already doing really well, but you know, everything, every single thing, every deal I've made, every decision I've made, it's all in your mind. It's something that you can see. And the only way you can see it, is if you change your mindset and you're open and you're and you don't have a fixed position. Wow. Do you do any one-on-one -on -one coaching? <laughs> no, you know what? With my two kids, I got my hands full. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, I, I, I wish I could. And yeah. I didn't have the time, especially being on the Rich Dad platform, I get asked all the time. I'm sure. Um, but um, you know. But well, I had to ask. Like, what's that? I said I had to ask. I know somebody's going to ask me. Hey, does that dude do one on one? So, but but you know, again, I think that that you're you're providing for two hundred dollars a year to be able to get your 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 training platform is that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like that's affordable. What's that? I wanted it to be affordable. That's affordable. And it's, and if you can't afford the full 200 up front, is, do you have a monthly? Yeah. It's 20 bucks a month. 1999. Yep. Dude, that's, that's insane, man. Anybody that doesn't get that, like, seriously, you need, you need to go get it right now. And, and because, and, and this is, I know you're going to say yes to this. The people that you're hanging out with, the people that you're learning from, the the information that you're absorbing, that has an impact in your life, right? Oh gosh, I tell you, you know, like I used to call them energy suckers, you know, like and you know maybe at that one point I was one of those people. I don't yeah. know, but um, this, it becomes so apparent after a while, you know, 
Um, and you're, you know, I, I just, there's two things. I, 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 I realized early on that I am not here to fix people. Right. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people do that, right. You know, oh, they talk, 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 talk to somebody forever and their behavior never changed. And they have the same conversation a week later and then a week later and a week later, you know, and they're frustrated and everyone's frustrated. <sighs> Waste of time. Yeah. I have to work on myself. And then what happens is I started working on myself then, you know, I personally socially distanced from the people that were negative, you know. Before and, coronavirus. Yeah, like, you know, I was like, listen, you know, not judging you. You know, I'm not challenging you. You can think what you want, be who you want. Right. Sure, you know, that's fine. But for me, I want to be around people that uh, are supportive. They think they pro they're progressive. I mean, yeah. we all, like, I, I just think of, like, like, think of the Chicago Bulls. You know, like, like all the average players on that team, how they gravitated or same with the Lakers, you know, how they, they yeah. everyone gravitates to the, you know, to the person that's, you know, uh, and I'm telling you, it's the same thing in life, in my opinion, is, you know, when I hang out with Robert, you know, he's a ball buster, man. I tell you, he like, he's a big personal development guy. All he does is study books. We exchange books, text, you know, I get, I probably got two YouTube video uh, links from him just today, three or four emails. You know, we're always talking and, you know, we're always challenging each other's thoughts. Yeah. And Robert, here's the thing I learned about him. I've been in uh, hundreds of meetings with him and he's never talks about what he knows. Every single question of his is he wants to know what you know. Yeah. Every, you know, what'd you learn in that? I always know like, hey, Robert, I read this book. Ah, tell me about that. What did you learn in that? You know, always. And so he's wow. trying to like shape his own position because he's yeah. not on his position. You know, he is, he's, he's very decisive, but he wants to change it all the time. He wants to change his position. Most people don't. And so most people are afraid to say they don't know. That's all he ever says, you know? And, and so because of that, he's always changing his position. And so that's what I do. You know, I want to know what you know, because then I'll know more. You know, and most people, they, they want to tell you what they know. And so, you know, it's just that simple. Wow. That's, and that's humility. That's humility, man. That is, that is, that is wow. What an incredible hour that you just spent with me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, I I'm so grateful. I mean that like, it's not every day I meet a guy like you. So I, Thanks, I, I appreciate that. I do too, man. I really do. So thank you. And, and the best place to follow you on social media, where is that? Um, KenMackler.com. You know, I've got uh, Instagram, Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, all those kinds of things at Ken McElroy official generally on most of those. And, um, and so, yeah, we're just on, we're on all those different platforms. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. Please don't hang up on me yet. I'm going to end the live stream. I want to say thank you to everybody who's watched and shared this out. Incredible. So, so my wife just said, thank you so much. Incredible value beyond real estate. And that's, that's important because it, it was way beyond real estate. Never about real estate. It's awesome, man. Thank you so much, Ken. I appreciate you. My pleasure.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.